to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. If you love running or eating, you'll love this show. Now, here's your host, Monica Olivas. Hello, and welcome back to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. This is Monica, and if you're new to the show, all you really need to know about me is I run too much, eat too much, cuss too much, probably overshare way too much, but it's kind of fun. And I super appreciate you hanging out. Today, I am talking about the OC Half Marathon. I ran it yesterday, so it's still fresh in my head movies. And I will give you a quick recap of that. We're also talking about stretching versus foam rolling when you're sore, which should you do? A runner slash reader slash follower asked me this question and I wanted to cover it here. I did it on an Instagram live video as well, but it seemed to get a ton of great feedback. So we're going to go over that. And I also have some awards, one for my friend Steve, which I'm super excited about. So let's get into it and start with the warm up. Yesterday, I ran the OC Half Marathon. I am a huge fan of this race, and I have run both the half marathon and full marathon distance several times. And again, this is the Orange County Marathon Half Marathon. It is. It starts in Newport Beach and I think ends in Costa Mesa, and I'm a fan of this race. That being said, I do want to do a little disclaimer that I did get a free entry into the race I probably would have paid for it anyway. Don't tell them this. But when there's a race nearby, I am going to run it. And sometimes I will reach out to races to ask for a discount code because I know a lot of my followers are going to run that race. And I'm a fan of trying to share the love and give you guys discounts as much as possible. So I did that and they gave me a bib to run the race. So just a heads up about that. Overall, I am a huge fan of this race for many reasons. First, I think it is a good idea anytime there's a race near you. You have a little bit of a hometown advantage because you get to sleep in your own bed and you are familiar with the elevation and the weather in that area. Speaking of the weather, last year it rained during this race and this year it was very warm. So that is a fun comparison because I ran it last year as well and I ran it this year in warm weather and last year in rainy weather. So it's good to kind of see the difference in that and how that affected me and my experience really. I am not going to give you an extremely detailed account of every mile and how I felt and how many ounces of liquid I consumed. I am not that person. Even though I am not a numbers person, for the most part, I run for fun, but I do have one running goal right now. And so using how I performed at this race, I can kind of see how far off I am from working towards my goal. And my one running goal before I retire is to run a PR BQ. So I want to run under sub... 335, which is like an 810 per minute mile. Is that how you would say it? I obviously am super on track for this considering I'm questioning what my pace should be. I'm not questioning. I just don't know how to say it. So I don't know what would be easier for people to understand if I just say my overall marathon goal time or my minutes per mile pace. Don't even get me started on the metric system, kids. But I have this one goal, 
And I kind of want to knock it out and not retire from running, but just just have fun for the rest of my life till I kick the buckaroo. Fun fact, kicking the bucket, I think, is a very funny phrase. There you go. Anyways, yesterday, the weather was gorgeous. It was a little warm. Um, I think I had a strong race. What I was going into it with the goal of was really just trying to maintain an 8-10 pace overall. That is because I ran about 14 miles, I think, the day before. What I have realized works for me is high mileage, a lot of races. That's when I was doing better and getting PRs and just getting faster in general. That's what works for me. Most people are very different. And this would just be either considered junk miles or make you more susceptible to an injury. So make sure that you are doing you, boo-boo. I wanted to do back-to-back long runs this weekend, 14 on Saturday, then do the race at marathon goal pace. I did hit that goal. And I actually got a little faster than that. My time ended up being, I'm trying to look at it because I obviously, I actually am prepared, but I have a very long post because I made a ton of notes for the foam rolling versus stretching part. Look at me making notes. Okay. So yesterday I ran a 145.09, which the average pace is 8.02. See? Boom. I did it. I'm happy with that. I am happy with the fact that I feel fine today. I feel like I could run today. I am taking it as a rest day because I think that's the smart thing to do. And I did a little bit of strength training and I took a walk and did some stretching because I do want to be able to kind of work a little harder. And that is kind of the trade-off with if you are supposed to take more rest days and you're not, you just have to realize that that might obviously make you more prone to injuries, but also it takes away from your ability to really show up and do more challenging runs. So ideally, in theory, I can run stronger later this week and maybe do a tempo run or a longer run, do that better than if I would just keep running through after a race, right? Yes. I also wanted to compare it to kind of some of my previous races this year. And as It's not as quick as my Surf City Half, which I ran with Coach Steve. And my Surf City Half recap is podcast episode 66. That was a lot faster. But in my last two races, uh, they've just been kind of okay. So I feel like this is in the direction that I want to go. It is speedier. I I just feel better in general in terms of how I felt confidence-wise and just ability-wise. I I didn't feel like I was killing myself to get this time, which is good. This is all good stuff, right? In terms of the day, race day and the course, I had a lot of fun because I saw so many familiar faces. I was really trying to remember everyone that I saw. And it was so awesome because most of the people that I saw were towards the beginning of the race. I saw Pam and Sandy and was running with them for a while. And that was perfect because I wanted to start off slow the first mile and just let myself warm up and then get into pace. And I was able to do that. I also, because it was a little crowded towards the beginning, did not try to fight that and go around people. I just thought, you know what? Try to keep it slow for right now and make up for it. 
you are conserving your energy, but you're going to have to use that later. So I think in general, I kind of ran smart with that as well. There was a big hill around mile 11 that I did walk and I saw a follower that she was like, we were, she was like, Monica, as we were like both walking, which at least made me feel better. I wasn't, she didn't just kind of run past me and say, suck it, nerd. Fun fact, one time SR and I were running a race. What race was it? And for some reason, we kept heckling each other. We kept passing each other. Um, she stopped to go to the restroom and I kept going. And instead of just catching up with me, I think she passed me and was like, suck it, nerd. And then I pass her. I think she had a lot of stomach problems that day because I don't see why I would pass her outside of another stop. But I'm sure people around us were like, "What is? why are these people being so unkind to each other? And we were completely joking 1,000%. Overall takeaways from the race are I am, I think, in a good place to work harder and to work towards running a strong marathon. Um... I think my fueling was good, good to go. I think I want to run some fun races with friends because I really wanted to stay with Pam and Sandy. They are both coming off of running Revel um, and still in recovery mode and a little sore and tight. So when they when I saw them, they were like, are you ready to run a PW? Like they mean personal worst because we are still in recovery mode. And I wanted to stay with them and hang out and talk, but I needed to do the work and kind of see where I was. So I want to run a couple of fun races after this next training cycle. I'm starting training for a marathon this week. And so at the end of 12 weeks, I'm just going to run some fun races, see where it goes. If you have any suggestions, hit me up. Check out the show notes because I did put down my race time for this race compared to last year's OC half, which again was in the rain, not ideal conditions. And also my last couple of races previous to this. Um, Yeah. And some fun pictures too, right? That's a good thing. And now let's get into the main event. This question came in via email and let me read it to you. Just finished the Mount Charleston Revel Half, and I am so sore. I was wondering if it's better to foam roll or stretch when you're sore and when to do which one. I'm actually the only runner I know who loves to stretch. Used to be a ballet dancer, which is super cool, right? But when I'm sore, it's hard to do either. Also, if you have already or are going to answer it, I listen to my subscriptions in order. She says I'm weird. And I'm still listening to the end of March. And this is from Joan, and she is at joandecor.com. This is a really good question, and I can relate so much. The most sore that I have ever been has been after a downhill race. I've been more sore running even a downhill half marathon than I have running a hilly full marathon. There's just something about going downhill that is so hard on your body, and I've been sore, I feel like, walking funny for a week afterwards. So to start, and this isn't helpful for Joan, but I do want to give you a heads up that if you are running a race that you know you're going to be sore after, if it is downhill or just some sort of terrain that you are not used to, that your body is not used to, you want to have a plan of action for recovery. So make sure that you are prioritizing and planning refueling, stretching, 
using compression gear, doing an ice bath, putting your legs up for elevation, and rest. Listen to your body. You know what more often than not is usually sore or any problem areas that you have or what your body responds to. There have been races that I have done. I traveled one year with the Soul Runners and I did the Marine Corps Marathon. And the next weekend was doing the New York City Marathon. And I knew I needed to bounce back fast. I was doing another marathon the following weekend. And so after the race, I got back to my hotel and I actually um, was running or I caught up with at the end of the race, one of the Soul Runners, Mireya. And we both walked back to the hotel together and she stopped on the way back to get Epsom salts, to take an Epsom salt bath. And I stopped with her, obviously, this is why I know this. And then, but I went back to the hotel to do an ice bath and that is what works for her. And the ice bath is what I thought would be better for me. So have a plan of action in place, ideally things that you are practicing in training. Next, don't just sit or lay down after the race and kind of stay in one place because your body might tend to get very tight, which is going to make the soreness feel that much worse. So you don't have to be on your feet for sure, but just make sure that you're getting up and walking around every so often if you can. If you are traveling to the race and can put off either driving back home or getting on a plane till the next day, that would be better as well. Because I know that sitting in one spot, you might get a little tighter. And I have been there. I have done both. Um, And I would just say, if you can keep yourself in a situation where you are able to just focus on recovery for the rest of the race day, that would be a great idea too. And then the next day, I like to get up, make my muscles warm by taking a walk doing some stretching. Don't, you know, force yourself to do anything that is super painful, but you do need to head to toe, stretch everything. And sometimes we focus on stretching the areas that feel good or that we're good at, right? And you need to try and just stretch everything. Loosen up by doing something easy on your body, taking an easy little walk, moving around a little bit, and just doing head-to-toe gentle stretching can help too. Now, to get into her question, should you foam roll or stretch, especially when you're sore, and when do you really do each? You really should do both. They work together to help in your recovery and your rehab and injury prevention, and there are benefits to both, and you can stretch things just by a usual stretching routine that you can't necessarily foam roll out. And you can use the foam roller to really get into areas that aren't easy to stretch. So you should ideally be doing both of these. Now, the benefits of foam rolling are that it can be considered a form of myofascial release. It relieves tightness in the soft tissue. It can help you get to that one area, like I mentioned, that's hard to stretch and it increases blood flow to the area that you're focusing on. I consider it kind of a self-massage and maybe kind of some sort of deep tissue self-massage depending on your method. The good thing about stretching is you obviously don't need a foam roller, so you can do it anywhere. Um, It helps with improving range of motion and flexibility. It can elongate warm muscle groups. You want to make sure that you're warm, ideally. And you can help train your muscles for a fuller range of motion, which ideally can help prevent injuries. Like I said, both of these help with 
recovery and um, injury prevention. You should try to do both. There have been a lot of studies on which one is better. And some people are very anti-foam rolling because it can be painful depending on how you do it. And I do want to give you a heads up that when we are in pain, we often tense up. And if you are tensing up, you are not really getting the full benefit of foam rolling or really of stretching. You want to make sure that you are gently encouraging your body to relax and release and kind of elongate and stretch and just kind of flow with the foam roller or flow with the stretch, whichever one you are focusing on. And since specifically in this situation, we are talking about what to do after a race that leaves you super sore, I would suggest that you have more time now to focus on stretching and foam rolling and or yoga or something else that kind of helps you. But you should be taking the week after a race a little easier. You're running less. And the time when you used to be running, you could be doing these things and they help with recovery and they make you feel better. They help you bounce back faster. And I feel like they feel good. So yes, I would suggest to do both. I will put links in the show notes to some of the studies because I looked up specifically. I was like, what is, because I have a personal opinion on what I think, how much you should be doing of each. Um, And like I said, I, I think you should be doing both. And I was like, is there one that is better than the other? I think really out of everything that I found, you need both of them because they both serve a purpose. And so, like I said, I will put a link in the show notes to an official study that I found, like a peer-reviewed journal study on foam rolling and stretching and a link to a couple of the foam rollers. I have two different foam rollers. I have one that has like bumps on them. Actually, I have three foam rollers. Okay. Well, I mean, maybe I should sell one on let go and hook you guys up. <laughs> um, I... We'll put links in the show notes to some of my favorite foam rollers and you can check that out. But I hope that helps. And if you ever have a question for me, you can email me at runitrepeat at gmail.com or leave a voicemail message on the Run It Repeat voicemail line. And I will put both of those in the show notes so you could check it out. Now let's get to the awards. I am super proud to give first place this week to Coach Steve. And Coach Steve was on the podcast episode 72 talking about how to fuel during a race, during a half marathon, during a marathon. The fueling series, if you missed it, go back and check out. So many people have reached out to me and said that was so helpful. I learned so much. So Steve has so much information and knowledge who will definitely be back on the show. I wanted just to talk about all questions about running that I had for him, but I need to talk to him about this BQ. He completely rocked the recent Revel Marathon, qualified for Boston, probably had fun doing it, knowing him. He is super awesome, but we were texting after the race and I'm just so proud of him and I cannot just give a big enough round of applause to Coach Steve. He is amazing. I think I mentioned it when he was on the podcast as well. Coach Steve coaches the Soul Runners. They are a running group in Southern California, and they run in the Long Beach, Pasadena, LA area. They usually train for 
the LA Marathon and the Long Beach Marathon and Half Marathon. So if you are in the area, I'll put a link in the show notes to information on how you can join that running group. And if you have any questions as well for Coach Steve, let me know and I can pass them on to him and ask him maybe if I can get him to be on another episode of the show. Now, second place goes to my new stabby mat. I mean, acupressure mat. I don't know what compelled me to get this, but I found an acupressure mat for your feet, like something that you stand on at the 99. I don't know if I had mentioned it yet. I always Instagram the most random things in my IG stories, and then I forget who I told, and I don't know how much I raved about it. But I had a foot pressure one that I thought was just so oddly awesome. Like, I really feel like when I stood on it, I felt different parts of my body kind of relax. Now, I think I had originally heard about the acupressure mat from the Tim Ferriss podcast, potentially, or from um, the other Tools of Titans that he's doing. Someone talking about it. And I was like very intrigued and just randomly the other night bought it on Amazon and it came and I laid on it. And at first I felt nothing. Womp, womp. And I was like, come on. Seriously, I got this other thing from the 99, which mind you, I don't think it was 99 cents. I think it was probably like $2.99. That's one of those high ticket items. But the mat is probably 40 bucks, I think. And it also comes with a stabby, stabby pillow. And I laid on it and thought, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't feel anything. And... I was doing the Instagram video and someone messaged, and this is what I figured anyway, that you kind of have to do it without a shirt on. And so I tried it again the other night and I did, I think I might've fallen asleep on it, which I'm wondering if you could sleep on it the whole night. You would have to sleep on the floor then. You can, it says, there's directions on it. It says to kind of start off with, you can put it on a chair on the couch and like sit on it and then transition it to a bed and lay on it and then do it on the floor. I I immediately was like, no, we're going floor. I have hardwood floors, not really hardwood. What are these laminate? Yeah, let's not pretend like I'm fancy. I don't think you would think I was fancy anyway, since I already told you that I bought an acupressure foot mat from the 99 for a whole $2.99. So I don't think I give off that air, but just to be clear, I laid down I wanted to go all in and lay on the laminate floor to start with and with a shirt on. And even it was just like a t-shirt, nothing super thick. I didn't really feel that much. But then when I did it later, I felt, yes, I did feel it was very relaxing. It felt very calming. It was very, it was this, it's this odd, like stimulating and relaxing thing at the same time. And I love it, but I'm super into this right now. So maybe I'm just a weirdo. Not maybe, but still maybe, I don't know. I'm not the only one that thinks this, right? These are popular. Anyways, I'll put a link in the show notes to my acupressure mat that I got so you can check it out. And finally, third place goes to the Whole Food Top Bar. You know what? I am the worst. I think I've given this award to the Whole Food Top Bar after another race. The thing is that when you end a race near someone's favorite restaurant, it is not only going to be like this good meal, but 
just hunger is the best sauce. If you go into a meal or food situation hungry or maybe having run 13 miles, the food's going to taste a little better. You're going to be a little happier to see it, right? So the race ended near Fashion Island. There's a Whole Foods there. And I did the whole hot bar thing, which I love. It's basically the Whole Foods hot bar and salad bar. I get a mix of everything. Plus added bonus this time, I had a lengthy conversation with one of the Whole Foods employees about running. He noticed I didn't have my bib on or anything, but he could tell from what I was wearing and I had on compression socks that I'd run a race that was nearby. He said, did you run the marathon? I said, half marathon. And then we started talking about it. And he was like, well, I had to work or I would have run it. But for the most part, I like doing ultras. Um, No big. And so we started talking about trail races and ultras and all of those things. And I am a fan of trail races in theory. I am scared of running on trails or hiking on trails in reality, because one time I went on a hike near here, it was in Laguna Beach, and there was a rattlesnake on the trail. And it just, I was in La La Land. I don't know. I feel like I got closer than I would have liked. And it made me realize that I wasn't paying close enough attention. And I feel like the rattle, it just was, I was close enough that I felt like the rattle vibrated in my body. And I was like, oh my gosh, that was alarming. I never want to have that experience again. And so, yeah, I would have to run with someone who was a snake charmer in order to do a trail run. But we were kind of, I am a huge fan of trail runners and ultra runners, obviously, and just all of that. It was just a very fun conversation at the end of a race with the hot food waiting there for me. It was a happy experience. So cheers to that too. And speaking of that, actually, since I've already taken this award ceremony in a ton of different places. I am talking with an ultra marathon runner tomorrow for the podcast. I'm really excited because she is amazing, has a new book coming out. So I'm very excited to share that as well. And I do want to thank you for listening. Hopefully you learned a thing or two. There is a ton of information in the show notes with reminders about stretching versus foam rolling. Like I said, links to some of the studies and pictures from the OC half marathon that I just ran. And if you are interested in a race coming up, make sure that you check my race discounts page. And if you think maybe someone would like this show, tell them about it, pass it on. I would really, really appreciate it. If you have a question for me, you can email me at runeatrepeat at gmail.com with podcast question in the subject line or leave a message on the voicemail. It's 562-888-1644 and subscribe to the show. And I super love if you're on Instagram, tag me and let me know what you're doing right now, right this second. What are you doing right now? Are you running? I assume most people are running because I listen to a lot of podcasts while running or taking a walk. I also listen to them while I am cleaning, but it's not often that I am doing something glamorous like traveling the world or I don't know what other glamorous things are. Anyways, thanks so much for listening. Have a great run. Thank you for listening to the Run, Eat, Repeat podcast. For more information, check out runeatrepeat.com.